And we're back with Young Adult Trash, or YA Trash, rather, with another of these accursed fucking Max Ride books. What book is this? Because uh, I I legitimately forgot which one we were on. Brother, we're on Fang. Yeah, but what number? Six. This is number six. Six, six of six. nine. Okay. Six of nine. <laughs> ah, got him. I can't believe I got got so I cannot believe I got got so easily. Ah, I walked into that with open arms. <laughs> you were too trusting. I, I trust you too much. You're you. I need to remember that you're a sneaky rat fuck. All right. So uh, I want to begin this by saying, you know how literally nothing happened in the last two books that would warrant it being a series. Kyle, what's the status of things happening in this book? I mean, things happen, but it's like, they really don't, you know? How much of that stuff that happens matters in terms of a long-running series? Oh, I mean, okay, this this smells like um, Mortal Instruments, where it basically became a different series, right? Yeah, well, it doesn't even feel like that. It feels like, like, it feels like a bunch of short stories. It doesn't feel like a series anymore. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The fourth book is completely removed from the fifth book, which is completely removed from this book, which is going to be completely removed from the seventh book, uh, which is probably going to be something different. Now, I did want to go through something. And I decided, while reading this book, I was like, okay, wait, why why is this a Max Wright book? What was James Patterson doing? And then I looked at James Patterson's bibliography. I am, there's no, there's literally no way he is making all of these. He has to have a ghostwriter or a team of ghostwriters or something. It's too much. His output is insane. So, are you a are you an Oxfordian James Patterson theorist or a mm -hmm. or a Harvard whatever it's called? Harvard whatever it is, yeah, the, the the conspiracy theory. So, I decided to look it up and I tried to find uh, how many books has James Patterson written. Now, I can tell you right now, the number is is above a hundred and fourteen. Holy because shit. he has 114 New York Times bestsellers alone. Wow. However, the first answer you see on Google is the funniest thing I've ever seen. Because it's, you go to his Wikipedia page, 114 bestsellers alone. James Patterson, books, count, at least 33. And you know what? They're not wrong. He has written, at minimum, 33 books. Probably. Well, I don't know. I don't. I, maybe you're giving Google more credit than... than they deserve no think about it 114 you, well you know what number is less than 114 33 boom he mm, has written at least mm. 33 books at minimum they can confirm that he has written 33 books and you know what that is true yeah but has How do you he say? written them 33 the is, is just him i would actually be willing to bet only 33 of those are actually his hmm I, mean, I also then decided to look up how much money he makes uh he is the according to forbes he is the highest paid author, author at least, for the years 2016, 2015, and 2014 in a row, with a total income over a decade estimated at 700 million US dollars. Wow, damn. He's a fucking financial empire. I never knew it was so profitable just to slap your name on a book. Well, think about it. If he's using his name to get books published that he's clearly not writing... And he's releasing, like, he's releasing multiple books per year. Like, for the year 2019 alone, the, just the series Women's Murder Club got two entries. And guess what? So did the Travis McKinley series. So did the Alex Cross series. So did, 
So did the NYPD Red series. So did uh, the Rory Yates series. Oh my so, god! Like so many series received entries, and so many one-off novels received released in 2019 alone. He slowed down in 2020 because he had to. A global pandemic hit. Is it a compliment in your eyes that we are saying that these books were not written by him? Uh, no. I'm saying he's mastered the hustle. So yes, I am complimenting him. It is a good hustle. $700 million worth of good hustle. Yeah, like, that's all it is at the end of the day is he has he's basically become a one-man publishing farm for shitty, shitty books. But their lowest common denominator sell him for five bucks a pop shitty books that will just make him literally 700 million dollars in one decade he's been writing since the 90s and in the decade between 2006 and 2016 he made 700 million dollars that's not his whole career i would say with the, well i'm actually very grateful for this knowledge because this knowledge is very informative you know of some of the things that are said in this book and to that i say my dear young adults, adults, and whoever the hell, like, whatever our demographic is, we are a confusing podcast. You Don't ever say you don't learn anything here. You now know how much money James Patterson makes. Yeah, and you know how to run that fucking hustle. Yeah. Just put out, like, one or two bangers, and then just sign your name on whatever. All right, moving on. Fang by James Patterson. So we open on the group trying to do another mission because the last one went so well. They're in Chad, Africa. Yeah, they're in Chad. Do you think they chose Chad because it was easy to pronounce? Uh, no, because nobody actually knows how to pronounce it. Oh, how do you pronounce it? Chad. Oh, Not Chad. Okay. Chad. I I learned something today. You're welcome. Yeah. Well, I think it was easy to write, so that's why I thought they wrote it. They're being aid workers. They're delivering stuff to uh, Africa, and they run into our new primary antagonist. It was the Chinese guy before. I don't remember his name. He was a Chinese guy who was a billionaire, and that's all he had about him. And we run into our new antagonist, which is Dr. Gunther Hagen. And this guy is Chinese. Alright, before we get anywhere, too. place your bets. How long will he survive? Will he even make it past this book? Place your bets right now. My money's on dies within chapters. No, he doesn't. You're wrong. That was Spoilers. where my money was on. Spoilers, he actually survives to the end of the book. Isn't that fucking incredible? It's incredible how having an antagonist that lasts till the end of your book, that is, it's amazing how having a protagonist introduced in a book and then that survives to the next book actually makes for a credible threat and, you know, makes for a better series as a whole. Yeah, wow, wow. Like, look at the Max Ryan books. They've always done this. Book one, completely different antagonist from book two, completely different antagonist from book three and four and five. And now we're at book six and we have our first antagonist that will be introduced as a threat and remain a threat till after this book. Wow. It's almost like the exact same problem plagued the Immortal Instruments second half. And we complained mm -hmm. But at least it. the Mortal Instruments first half had a decently consistent antagonist. Yeah. Wasn't that nice? Yeah, Maximal Right has never had a consistent antagonist. They had a consistent, like, group of antagonists for the first three books. Yeah, but, but they all got it. iced. Yeah, no, they all got, anytime one of a member was introduced, they would A, be in an escalating order of importance, and B, they would be iced within the book they were introduced. It's annoying. It's quite frankly annoying because antagonists are often part, one of the best parts of fiction, because you have to build them as a foil and threat to your protagonist. 
he, despite how much we discussed him, is not that important. What's important is the pretty boy that he's carrying with him. This is Dylan. Dylan. Oh, Dylan, I love you. Dylan is pretty. You son of a bitch. And the voice says, wow, this Dylan guy, he's made for you, Max. And it's like, ooh, ooh, it's weird. It's getting weird again. How many, how many times are we going to have to talk about incest on this podcast? What do you mean incest? Well, just like, like, okay, this boy's made for you. Like when, okay, I have it written here. This gives me incest vibes because it already sounds like he's genetically engineered to be your boyfriend. Well, that was, it doesn't sound like that. That's is that, that's what it is. Yeah, I know. And that, to me, that's, I don't know. It feels a bit gross, you know? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Like how many times are you going to have to talk about similar themes? Well, I guess it's popular among teens. <laughs> I can't. Hey, man, teens. A lot of teens have hot sisters, I guess. Oh, oh! You had to say those words with your mouth. Ooh. I don't have a sister. Doesn't affect me. Yeah, and I'm an only child, but I'm still, I'm still suffering. Hey, man, you're gay. Don't have to worry about that. Oh no. Now, if you had a hot brother. Yeah, fangs like my brother. Don't you know? Oh God. Anyways, moving on. The doctor comes out as like a initially like a supportive character but he does the classic bait and switch and he's like he's really an evil scientist and he reveals that he gave himself like super regeneration powers he cuts off his own finger and puts it back on and he's like help me save the world and max is like gross no and angel's like yeah that seems pretty cool so now that's our primary conflict is uh the doc the good doctor uh is supported by angel but not supported by Max. So they're gonna fight over the leadership position or whatever. So they do what Max is best at and they run away. They run away from their problems again. And they head back to their old house. Back where we started the first series. The very the very beginning. The book we were the, the house we were at for what? All of Twelve three pages. pages. Like we were barely there. Yeah, they, they're there. Max has a dream. Max gets attacked by the wolves, and then they go after Angel. Gazzy and Iggy blew up the house, and they fought Laser Eye Man. I forgot about Laser Eye Man. Yeah, you know what? Laser Eye Man is still relevant. This series sucks. Yeah, it fucking sucks. Anyways, for some reason, they're, they're, so they're hiding out in the house, and for some reason, Max says, "We need to get y'all educated." So she tries to educate them, and she sucks at it, because she's not educated. They go to an art museum, for some reason, to be educated, I guess. And then they enjoy their time in the art museum, and it's clear that they're, they kind of- The flock doesn't like Max, because Max is being a dumb asshole, making them get educated. Mm-hmm. I mean, what teenager likes being educated? Am I right, my fellow kids? Hey! My fellow youths? It's weird, too, because, like, she's not educated, but she's making them get educated, so all they do is learn about history. Do as I say, not as I do. Yeah, but they don't learn, like, math or anything. They just learn history because she can't teach them anything. <laughs> Anyways, uh, there's a part where uh, they forget what Nudge's power is. I mean, so does the series in general. Yeah. Well, Nudge's power is like object memory, right? She can. She, she has can... object. She has a photographic memory, 
I believe can control metal objects. Magnetism. Magnetism. Yeah, master of magnet. Well, they just have her hack into a computer because they only remember that she can hack into computers and not the other part of it. Mm-hmm. So they they look up they look up the doctor and he's evil. Oh no, he he does bad experiments on people, such as normal stem cell experiments. Trying to treat autoimmune disorders, but he what does it on people. Bastard. What an evil bastard! Yeah, the man's trying to cure cancer, but uh, he's he's evil. He's evil because he's uh, an old dude who's rich and wants to do it for money, I guess. No, because he's a scientist. Hmm. Oh, here's where Laser Eyeball Man comes in again. They forgot that they used this plot point, so they use it again, which is Doctor Doctor Evil says hey i'll cut you a deal if you come and join me i'll give iggy i'll give iggy new eyeballs and he can see again which already happened laser eye man already tried to cut a deal with iggy to get laser eyeballs and he turned that down how are you going to convince a man who turned down laser fucking eyeballs to get normal eyeballs can't work it can't be done how could you they forgot also, they forgot that they gave him the power to see two books ago. No, he can sense colors. Uh-huh. And you know what colors are in the shape of? Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Huh. Also, okay, he can sense colors. Like, just... Okay. That doesn't work with how, what colors actually are and how you see things. Yeah. He All we actually picture. see are colors because colors are various rays of light. Mm-hmm. And that's how we see things. Yeah, well, Mr. Magneto shouldn't be able to do what he does either. Shut up, Magneto's cool. Yeah, Magneto is cool, huh? Not in this manga, though. No. Well, I don't know. Nudge is pretty cool. I don't, Nudge is, like, the only, like, character I kind of like. Yeah, because she's an unapologetic girly girl. She's fun. Like, she's the only character that's fun and isn't a complete asshole. All throughout this scene and the whole house section, there's this running thread of... Max and Fang do not give a shit about the rest of everyone. They're just off macking about. So Max decides to throw a party because everyone is getting really sick of her and her dumb education thing. When Jeb shows up with Dylan. Dylan. And Dylan can't fly. What a loser. What a fucking loser who's Even super cute. Even her wolf brother could fly. And he was like eight. Yeah, but this kid's three months old. What a loser! Oh my god. Can you believe- Wow, this really is turning into an anime series, huh? It's a good thing they made a manga about it. Yeah, I read that manga. It wasn't good. <laughs> yeah, they have they have the three-month-old who looks 17. <laughs> Dizzy, what are you doing here? Max teaches Dylan to fly. Alright. If that feels sudden, it's because it is. He gets pushed off a roof and then he can fly. That's it. <laughs> eat, eat shit, scrub. Dylan is like, I was programmed to love Max. So naturally, he gets in a bunch of fucking fights with Fang. And they, they just emo at each other. Mm-hmm. I can emo more than you can. No, I can. And Fang wins, naturally, because he has a blog. He does have... Oh, my God. So he can emo at the reader. If this book was written later, do you think he'd have a podcast? Oh, Christ, would we be competing with Fang's podcast? No, we would not be competing with it. We would be crushed under the weight of that emo. 
Mm. I don't know. I feel like the pure dumb himbo energy that radiates of all off of all wrestling fans could could defeat the emo. Yeah, but that would be you by yourself. I'm too smart for that. I don't watch wrestling. Mm. I'm cultured, and I read fucking Chinese BL novels. You'd never even send me them, and I want to read them too. I sent it to you. You sent me one. You don't need. No, enough. it's a you Google Doc with all of it in it. You didn't even look. Oh at it. shit! I oh need to get God. on that. Ugh. <laughs> I can't believe this. I'm such a hopeless homo. He a homo you complain plus. about me he's not even sending it to you and it's all in one. He didn't even look at it. I'm sorry. This is our relationship, I swear. <laughs> you never look at me during. <laughs> <laughs> it just feels so emotionless. I can't even see you when we're podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> he always belittles my interests. <laughs> See, the joke here is they deserve to be belittled. Yeah, they do. Um, All right. Back to the book. So she shoves bitch off roof. Bitch learns to fly. Yes. Are we just going to call him bitch? No, that's too yeah. confusing because we'll call too uh, many people my, bitch. No, my problem is I have him written in my notes as the bitch. Oh, the bitch. He's the pretty boy. The He's less bitchy than Fang. No, no, he is the bitch. He is oh, not the bitch. bitch. He's like the subservient, like, oh, yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. He's the bitch. Step on me, Max. Oh, God, why? It's why the truth. Anyways, the flock gets into a fight with a bunch of erasers. Because they're back now, I guess. Except there's two people missing, which is Fang and Max, because they're off. Relaxing, Mac and all cool. Yeah, fucking about. Students on b-ball upside the school. So they kill the erasers and dump their bodies into a ravine. Max and Fang get back because... And, and, and naturally, they're a little upset, right? They're like, mm -hmm. well... Y'all are just off doing your own thing. You should leave. And Angel makes her power play and gets them to leave. So it's the f there's the big flock, Sans, Fang, and Max. And then there's Max and Fang just hanging out, and they're in fucking Las Vegas. This book escalates so quickly. <laughs> like, there's no... Like, it, it feels like we're being like sudden and rapid and like kind of breakneck with how we're describing it this book goes from place to place with no downtime or time to like really comprehend what's going wait that can't be right we've done this already we've had this same conversation already it's almost like this series is extremely poorly paced it either has nothing happening or too much it has too much of nothing happening and i think i said this during the first book i think you said this book, during rather. every book i think i said this during every book it's almost like it's a consistent problem and it's really bad and we do need to complain about it every time because it's really bad. Max hits the jackpot in the casino. That's a real thing that happens. Reminder that she's 15? Yeah, well, they say it's illegal, but whatever. <laughs> They're like, whatever, we've broken enough laws already. But we can't teach her how to carjack because J because James Patterson doesn't know what a car looks like. <laughs> Magic cars, dude. They're pretty, they're pretty awesome. Uh... The doctor shows up in Las Vegas by coincidence, I guess? Uh, yeah, it's weird. I don't know why he's here. They say it's for a conference, but it's very... It's weird, bro. It's fucking wild. It is wild. The, he basically tries to make the same deal. And then Max says no again. By the way, Max and Vang, nobody ever acknowledges the fact that they're basically fighting the same person. Just, it's a different person. Like, it's the same exact plot same exact type of antagonist just a different person every time he's not even like, remember the like, way there was a slave trade trying to trade max 
we never solved that. That never, like, that kind of just didn't happen at a certain point. No, the, the more important thing is you saved the world by fixing global warming and punching all the scientists. But are we not going to, like, try to acknowledge the fact that our main characters were almost sold into slavery? Like, I, dude, oh my god, this series is so bad. No, that's not important. That was last book. That wasn't even last book, that was two books ago. Yeah, it was also last book. They weren't trying to sell, sell wait, were they? I don't remember. Yep, they were. God, this book, this series is so bad. You forgot. This series you forgot. is so bad. I did. They've yeah. been trying to sell them for the past three books. I hate the series. Yeah. Yeah, you do. This was a fucking mistake, huh? Why did we do this? <laughs> because we needed to know. I guess we did. Well, now we, now we know and we will continue on to the end. Let's blitz it. <sighs> Moving on. The, uh, our evil doctor is now super evil. And he's gonna actually fucking fight them. So, he does the first smart thing a villain's ever done in this series, and he poisons their water supply. He burnt our crops and poisoned our water supply. He did? No. But are we just gonna wait till he does? Let's get him! Angel tries to pull a hustle by becoming a, uh, uh, becoming a celebrity. She contacts some agents and then uses her mind powers to con all of them into getting a bunch of money. A lot of the characters getting rich this ep uh, this book. Since they were poisoned uh, because of the water supply, Max and Fang aren't. So I guess by magic or something, Max and Fang are like, well, we need to go save our kids because it's bad stuff happening. So, uh... And also, by the way, all of a sudden now they care. They didn't give a shit this entire book about the entire flock. But now they care. Yeah, now they care. It's actually also, can kind we talk of... about how much I hate the term the flock and how it's kind of become ingrained into us through just being beaten over the head with it these past six books. Well, yeah, I hate it. What are, what are we supposed to call them? The weirdo squad? The the main cast, the characters, anything other than the flock? No, you have to use the terminology. When in Rome, do as the Romans do, as they say. And when we're reading books made for shitty teenagers, we are the shitty teenagers. Got it? This is science. Bro, I'm turning 21 in two days. Yeah. Well, too bad. You're still a shitty teen. It's not, not about your age, it's enough. about where your heart is. <laughs> and my heart is stuck in 2012, listening to fucking Evanescence. And My Chemical Romance, yeah. God, My Chemical Romance. I want the... That's not my chemical romance. Oh, well, whatever the fuck. I don't remember. All I remember is that song. I don't remember any other music. <laughs> Alright, moving on. Back to the plot. The main characters all of a sudden care about the, re the entire other supporting cast. Yeah, well, they care now. A uh, bunch of people pull out, <laughs> pull out guns and start pointing them at the other characters. And then, uh... Angel pulls the power play, which is she picks up the gun, points it at Max, and says, Well, I'm calling your bluff. I'll shoot her if if anyone gets hurt, right? So leave, mm -hmm. or else I'm shooting Max. And they're like, Well, uh, I guess. I guess we have to leave because Angel will fucking shoot Max. Because Angel's the cold bitch, and she's great. Angel, like, it really does feel like this series has a problem that a lot of series tend to have where the core cast at the beginning gets progressively and progressively more pushed to the side as the characters that the author either cares about or are popular become more relevant so angel is the only main character like the the main cast really is just max angel and fang that's it those are the only characters that matter 
Does, and you know, does Fang even like matter? Books named after them. Does Fang even matter? Max wants to map with him, so he matters. Uh, that sucks. The characters who have plot relevancy are the characters who have books named after them, and that's it. Yeah, but we're reading the Fang novel, and we've not said, like, three words about Fang. Because Fang's not a character. Yeah, He's okay. a plot device. He's a reward for Max for being a good little girl. He's a, he's, he's a dick with shaggy dark hair. He's a bishy boy that Max wants to make out with, and that's it. Yeah, but now she has two bishy boys. Anyways. She's so conflicted. Then Angel just fucking leaves. She went to go hang out with the doctor to run her gambit because she believes that the doctor what the doctor is doing is right or will help in some way her 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 plan is all coming together her machinations and by the way we've talked about this before this is now angel's third betrayal of some group or for or force she said she was on the side of yeah she uh she pulls the spy thing She's literally hanging on top of. So she's sat, sitting track, on top of a fucking a double agent, but then she wasn't. But then she was again. Can't wait for till she isn't and then is again. Well, this this one's weird because this is kind of a real betrayal. Yeah, I mean, last time was also a real betrayal, and then she just wasn't. Yeah, no. Okay, so after Max goes to confront Angel and Doctor, and the same deal is made again. This is like the fourth time. And Max, of course, says no, and she leaves. So, whatever. And then Fang leaves. We've said it before, but the ability to fly away from a conversation is the ultimate teenage power, is it not? Yeah. I think there's... I think we need to talk about afterwards some of the problems with Max and her flying away from her problems. Mm-hmm. So, Fang... Fang goes to confront Angel, and he gets knocked the fuck out. And Angel's like, oh shit, I didn't plan for this. So they inject him with something, and he fucking dies. So Angel sends a telepathic message to Max that Fang is going to die. Or Fang is dead, whatever. The the All the bird kids show up, and um, Max shoots a bunch of adrenaline right into his heart, and then he's alive again. God damn, it's magic. And then they beat up everybody. But they don't kill the doctor. Because our characters are inefficient. Yeah. And then there's a uh, there's a wedding between the fucking dogs, by the way. Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. It's a it's a dog wedding. And then uh, Fang leaves for real this time. And that's the end of the book. That's our cliffhanger. Fang is like, you need to save the world. But when I'm around, you're too thirsty. So I'm bye. Evidently, it's your fault and not mine. Yeah. And that's the book. That's the whole ass book. Okay, so let's try to like quickly summarize what happened. Uh, Max and Fang made out. Main characters got captured. Main characters got saved, but Angel betrayed them for an evil person. And then Fang is like, listen, we spent too much time making out. You got to go save the world. That's that's on you, you thirsty hoe. Not on me. Like, Fang, why can't you help her save the world why is it only on her because Explain that's destiny or whatever it's fucking terrible is what it is destiny is destiny bro i hate you uh dylan's the only thing i think that's actually important dylan and fang leaving yeah dylan fang and angel leave dylan uh fang and angel leaving a new antagonist introduced but they'll be gone i like um i like the return to evil scientists because, like, 
this guy is supposed to be like super evil or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. But it's weird that he's writing papers about clearly like immoral experiments because you can't show those to anybody. So why would you write a paper? Yeah, exactly. I don't know. I don't know. Some of them were actually pretty chill, like trying to treat autoimmune disorders in mice. That's like pretty cool, bro. Yeah. I don't know. He didn't feel like he has no presence. What is his character? He's an evil scientist. Yeah. He is supposed to be like evil scientists work because they're fun and wacky and extra. Yeah, he wasn't very interesting. At least at least he wasn't I mean, it, did he have more or less character than ch- evil Chinese man? I would say less because we at least know that evil, evil Chinese, Chinese man, man is Chinese. <laughs> yeah, that's something. That's something. Uh Oh my god. Uh did you fucking read the extras by the way? Uh, I'm not sure I did. Okay, well, basically one of them one of them is Fang's complaining about the injustice in the world, and he's comparing the uh, GDP of Shad to the GDP of the entire USA. And he says Jesus. it's crippling injustice. Just what an idiot. <laughs> what a fucking moron, huh? What a himbo. Oh. Oh, it's so bad. Whenever James Patterson tries to say something, he has that problem where he does it all in halves, you know? Yeah. He has that whole, like, I'll defend the status quo or whatever, but some parts of the status quo are bad, but you can't remove them. I, I think it's really summed up by, by, huh, all men are created equal except for those slaves. Man, America sure is great. Within, I think, three lines? Yeah. You know, it was pretty bad at one point, but it's pretty good now. Not even that. It was like, it was pretty bad, but nothing like it was ever this good. Yeah. I think I've said this before. James Patterson reeks to me of somebody who has every belief and no beliefs simultaneously. Because again, he's not writing these books. He clearly is not writing these books, which is why they jump between beliefs so drastically. Uh, I feel like Max lost even more character. You know what I mean? Yeah, Max hasn't really been a character for a while, and this is, like, the least character Max has been. Like, man, she does nothing except, except like, try to be a character and failing. Yeah. It definitely feels like a metaphor for a Maximum Ride, like... I don't know if the series got more or less popular as time went on, but I'm going to guess less. Uh, I would have to check the sales. I did not check that. Uh, remind me to check that before we do next episode, uh, the next book, because I do want to know. Yeah, I also want to know. But it definitely feels like a metaphor for Maxim Ride the series trying to appeal to a demographic that it never really appealed to. There's that. There's the fact that it really does feel like this series as a whole doesn't appeal to people. It or it doesn't have a statement it doesn't have anything it is it just wants to appeal to people mm-hmm. well it's like think about it right max goes too hard on the education and they went too hard on the uh, environmental side so now they're backing off mm-hmm. now we have an evil scientist and like teenage romance drama yeah it feels like a unintentionally apt metaphor oh yeah you, do, you, do you remember what Dylan's power is? 
He can fly. Or he can't fly, but Max uses him to fly right away. No, his superpower is that he can see the fucking future. Christ. Yeah. This year was... Oh my god. Can you believe that? Can you believe that shit? No. Angel also asks a good question is, if you can see the fucking future, how come you didn't tell us the erasers were coming? And he doesn't have an answer. It's so good. Because all future sight powers are bullshit and flawed, like, from the premise up. Oh, it's so good, dude. And at the end of the extras, there's a, uh, there's a link to, uh, mm-hmm. uh, a link to, apparently, a virus. Very cool. Yeah. Anyways, that, that link is fucking dead. It got taken over. But it invites the uh, the reader to send Fang their their location and their special powers. Yes. Send us your OCs so that we might so that we don't have to make more characters. Yeah, honestly. If anybody wants to see what a plot like where this is clearly going done right looks like, play Infamous and Infamous Two. I feel like we said what we need to say about this book. It's nothing. It's bad. Like the rest of the series, it's just trash. It's like popcorn, you know. Where it's yeah. 99% air. It's but bad popcorn. Bad popcorn. Because it doesn't even taste good. Yeah. Because there could be good popcorn books. Like I, I like popcorn media is definitely a thing. It is it exists and it is a term for a reason. But good popcorn media is something like you know, your typical god like your typical action packed uh let's say Die Hard. Die Hard One is a really good popcorn movie. Where it's like, yeah, it's it doesn't really have much to say, it's just kind of there. John Wick? But it's excellently done. John Wick. This is bad popcorn. Where it has nothing to say, but the flavor is not good. It has no substance, no nutrition, no value, but its flavor is bad. Yeah, and we can't stop eating it. Okay, well, let's let's wrap up for now. What have you been reading? Well, I mean, first let's give our ratings. I give this book flat... 1 out of 10. Nothing. Waste of my time. I was tired reading it. Again, a waste of the paper it's printed on. Mm-hmm. This book drained us so thoroughly that we just didn't record this for like a month. Nah, I was filled with a nervous, anxious energy. So, how's that different from normally? Uh, it, it woke me up from my eternal slumber. From your eternal sleepy. Yeah, I was like a I was like the, the sleeping beauty who was awakened by a disgusting frog kissing me. And I was like, man, I am ready to go up, go out, go, get something done. Because if I fall asleep and I have a dream about this, I think I will tear my own eyes out. And now we move on to everybody's favorite section, actual recommendations. Kyle, what have you been reading other than your BL trash? Yeah, dude. Okay. Uh. Not gonna lie, not gonna say this is a real recommendation. Roos, uh, don't kill me, please. Uh, I read, like, 250 chapters of Chinese BL plate novel. And I'm hmm. going to say it probably wasn't worth it. But you did it, and but you I know, binged now you're the shit out of it. To our young, impressionable audience. I binged the shit out of it. I finished it in, like, a, in like three days. Brilliant. I don't really think it's worth reading to be honest well you you clearly did because you read it ergo it's recommended everybody if you're if you're a bl trash man like me yeah but uh, uh, i don't know i read uh because we were debating whether or not this qualifies so i wasn't sure we're going to read it for the podcast 
I I was rereading the first book of the Resident Evil novelizations. And it was it's a fun read. It's not very good, but it's it's what you think the Resident Evil novel reads like, and it's a lot of fun. Oh, I uh what I did what I did recommend was Netflix put up the first uh I think it's the half of the uh of the show of the Netflix original like Arsene. Mm-hmm. It's about a uh, French thief. It's actually really good. Now that is a real recommend. I watched it with my mom and we had a great time. All right. Well, with that, all sections for this book are taken care of. And we'll see you right away with book seven of the Maximum Ride series. Angel, a Maximum Ride novel. Christ, it's going to be bad. It's going to be really bad, isn't it? Yeah, we get some new characters. We get some new faces. Because the old faces don't matter. Yeah, I mean, we throw that pile of tropes in the garbage and we get a new pile. I'm excited. Can't wait for the final Maximum Ride adventure, followed by another book. Well, we're not there yet. Complain when we get there. I will. All right. Regardless, we'll be right back. Right back.